Coming up on Podcast 1868, Jaguar Land Rover's Landmark, UK Battery Factory, the autonomous ID Buzz in Germany, and fast charging expands. Those stories and more stick around. Plus, we'll talk about the Mini John Cooper Works EV, rocket launches on EV bikes, and big tax credits in Colorado. Well, those stories and more coming up today. Welcome to a new Patreon producer, Francis Parks. Thank you, Francis, for signing up to be a new Patreon producer of this podcast. It's how we fund this show, my time, my research, and otherwise I'd be doing other work and not able to produce this podcast. If you have any use or value either as an individual or as a company, you're more than welcome to check out the Patreon, but no ple- no pressure. It's patreon.com slash evnewsdaily. And if you're an individual or a company at executive producer level or above, you get your name in the show notes and an exclusive ad-free feed as well. Well, good morning, good afternoon, or good evening, wherever you are in the world. EV News Daily is your trusted source of EV information for Wednesday, 19th of July. My name is Martin Lee, and I go through every EV story. So you don't have to. Trying a new things, you know when to expect a show. Live at 5pm UK, midday Eastern, but Patreon supporters get the episodes as soon as they're ready and ad-free. Jaguar Land Rover's parent company, Tata, is making the news today, confirming plans to build a flagship battery EV battery factory in the UK. The Twitter account of Rishi Sunak, the Prime Minister of the United Kingdom, posted, This investment will create 4,000 new direct jobs and thousands more in the wider supply chain. That's more highly skilled jobs for people around the country, spreading opportunity and growing our economy. What's more, it's good for the planet. The new Gigafactory will provide almost half of the car battery production needed in the UK by 2030, and it will mean the UK is perfectly positioned to be a global leader in battery technology. Typical kind of politician stuff there, but gives you an outline of what's happening. The new plant will be in Somerset, which is the next county down for me here in Dorset. Uh, So it won't be a million miles away from me. Uh, Tata Motors will invest £4 billion in the site. The Treasury reported £500 million of subsidies to secure the deal. The plant is described as the most important investment in the UK's automotive sector since Nissan arrived here in the 1980s. Now at 40 gigawatt hours a year, it will be one of the larger battery factories in Europe. They will make batteries primarily for Jaguar Land Rover vehicles, but will supply other car manufacturers as well, with production starting in 2026. The plant is Tata's first outside India and expected to help the car manufacturing sector achieve the 2030 combustion car uh, goal of the UK government. Tata Group is an Indian multinational and they were playing off, no that's the wrong word, uh, comparing Spain and the United Kingdom and I'm sure the level of subsidies and uh, incentives had nothing to do with it of course but uh, the UK beat off Spain to get that win. Huge deal, actually, for this country, because we haven't got a battery industry. Uh, We had one company called British Vault, which didn't work. Uh, It was bought by an Aussie company, I think. I'm not sure what's happening um, with that. They had the land in the north, but uh, unfortunately, nothing came of that. And um, apart from that, our automotive sector has been in decline. We're good at small stuff. We're really good at small niche. We're good at Formula One, good at motorsport, and uh, not very good at these big car projects. And we'll wait and see how they do. 
some of the logistics around Brexit and all the extra paperwork of moving goods in and out of the country. They've got three years to get all that nailed, though I'm sure they'll sort it. Now, let's head over to Europe and Germany, and their EV market is soaring. Last month in June, a big increase in plug-in EV registrations to 68,918, 18% up on the same time the previous year, and 25% of the total market. All electric registrations were about 53,000. That is 19% of the total market. So it's vastly, vastly outweighed BEVs versus plug-in hybrids. So far this year, 300,000 plug-in cars have been registered in Germany. The biggest brands, VW, Tesla and Mercedes-Benz, because of the plug-ins that Merck do. The best-selling all-electrics were the Model Y, followed by the ID4, ID5 and Fiat 500. And now, staying with Volkswagen, and VW Commercial Vehicles is offering test rides for their first self-driving prototypes of the ID Buzz using autonomous driving technology. And the test will be carried out on public roads in Munich in Germany to study all the different various traffic scenarios. The all-electric ID Buzz vehicles equipped with full self-driving and from Mobile Eye, and they are technically level four vehicles according to the SAE standard. They have cameras, they have radars, they have lidars, and they'll be collecting data on all the miles driven. The VW ID Buzz Autonomous Vehicle, or ID Buzz AD, Autonomous Driving, offers space for four passengers and will be produced in large quantities, they say, when it's ready for series production. That's interesting. Oh, still having a safety driver, by the way, during this trial, much like the autonomous trials in the US. And finally on Volkswagen, they're developing their own coil charging pad design for wireless EV charging using silicon carbide materials. This project aims to achieve charge rates on par with DC fast charging. Now, the original versions they made are 6.6 kilowatts, clearly not fast enough. That's comparable to plugging in at home on a level two. However, early trials with their new silicon carbide inverters have seen wireless charging at 120 kilowatts, and they've got a roadmap to 300 kilowatts. Wireless charging. Most people who don't really pay attention to wireless charging or think it's you know either not a thing or whatever i love the idea of wireless charging i've got no need for it by the way always disclaimer plugging in is not an onerous task takes about three seconds doesn't it pick up plug put in car done that's it there's just something about it that seems to me sci-fi jetsons that you just drive over a pad in your driveway and you magically charge at 300 kilowatts the efficiency is the same as plugging in, by the way, which is mind-blowing. Uh, it's in the in the 90s, in the mid-90s percents efficiency. But it's through the air. Like, I get it putting my iPhone on a pad, but to do that at 300 kilowatts with my car? All sorts of safety issues, uh, which obviously get think, thought about. Uh, like, you know, nothing can be in the way. No pets. The system cuts out if, you know, a cat crawls under your car or something doesn't fry the animal. Um, or anything, you know, any foreign objects in the way. So they're all, all those safety systems have long been thought about with wireless charging. I love the idea of it. I don't know where and when it'll be used. Maybe taxis queuing up in their taxi rank outside a train station, just moving forward from space to space, and all the time DC fast charging at very high speeds. So autonomous vehicles, the other obvious option as well, so that they can charge when they're on the go, and VW doing their own thing as well. Now let's move on, and General Motors are pledging to accelerate their EV production because they're talking quite publicly about their supply chain challenges now. In the second half of 2023, they promised to increase their EVs and secure more battery modules. The Hummer 
pickup and the Hummer SUV and the Cadillac Lyrics, all using the new GM Ultium system, have been very slow to roll off the line. For the first half of the year, GM delivered, checks notes, 49 Hummer EV pickups. Those are made at Factory Zero uh, on the border at uh, Hamtramck, isn't it? Uh, It's a, a decrease from the 371 delivered in 2022, so Hummer production is in decline, but it's because it has a massive battery that you can make a ton of smaller EVs with. We'll get onto that later. Um, GM delivered 2,316 of their lyrics in the first half of the year. They're made at Spring Hill in Tennessee. GM's president of North America, Rory Harvey, said that they will build momentum in the battery capacity and significantly increase it in the second half of the year. Well, they need to, because they're getting rid of the only numbers that GM are doing, the only scale they have in EV world, despite, despite all of the you know the hot air and the, the big announcements and the proclamations and the investments and stuff. It, it, they are spending money. Uh, the only scale they have is the Bolt and the Bolt EUV. And guess what they're binning off at the end of the year? So they have have to scale otherwise they're just a niche ev maker making a couple of thousand evs a year (laughs) (laughs) lucid would put gm to shame okay let's move on and the mini john cooper works ev has been spotted testing in camouflage the electric version of the new cooper will use a new platform dedicated ev platform developed by a company called spotlight automotive that's a joint venture between bmw and great wall motors the chinese company the electric version of this very very hot version of the mini cooper uh, will be made in china 54.2 kilowatt hour battery pack and they say 300 horsepower as well i would probably probably split over two motors if that's just on one axle that's going to be the world's chunkiest ev motor on a mini um, there's probably four wheel drive uh, i'll look into that but otherwise a very spicy mini is coming now if you own a plug-in hybrid from toyota or lexus make sure you call your dealer the toyota rav4 prime and the lexus plug-in hybrid the nx are both being recalled because of a potential fault with their dc dc converters it could result in a short circuit and that causes fire and toyota is advising owners not to charge their vehicles if the ambient air temperature drops below 41 degrees fahrenheit it's a cold weather problem oh poor old toyota they just can't catch a break can they what a shame. Actually, genuinely, it's a shame for owners because it's a pain in the backside if you if you bought one of their plug-in hybrids. So little notice there that if that is you affected, get hold of your dealer. It will be dealt with. Now, rocket launchers on EV bikes might seem like something from a James Bond movie, but this could well be new gear for British soldiers on the battlefields. The concept is not new. Ukraine have been using it over the last two years with Russia's war on them. High-powered e-bikes are quiet, and you can position anti-tank missiles and disable the opposition's tanks, going very quickly, stealthily, into territory that otherwise a vehicle would be noisier and would alert your opposition opposition to your presence. The British Army is now considering the adoption of this tactic, uh, as we've seen used in Ukraine. Electric bikes used in combat roles are sometimes the Delfast EV bikes. They're made in Ukraine, and they are obviously quiet, pure electric, 200 miles of range, up to 50 miles an hour, and can carry heavy loads like rocket launchers. Uh, the bikes that they use have been modified to carry the Enlaw rockets, the next-generation light anti-armour weapons, and EVs have been one of the stories on the battlefield uh, from Ukraine. Now, let's talk about how many of the states are doing really good things for electric vehicle adoption. New Jersey is always the 
uh, one that I think gets a lot of attention. Obviously, California as well. But Colorado should get more love because they are rocking it right now. Colorado has introduced state tax credits to encourage EVs. Came into effect on the 1st of the month, July 1st this year. Colorado taxpayers get a $5,000 tax credit if you purchase or lease an electric vehicle. The state wants to have 940,000 EVs on the roads by the end of the decade. The tax credit is available immediately for the purchase of a lease or new EV to save that $5,000. Can be combined, of course, with a federal tax credit of $7,500 if you buy the right car that applies. Uh, And uh, that's a $12,500 tax credit saving. There's also more incentives for fleets, for medium and heavy duty vehicles, and the state tax credit in place now till January 1st, 2025. And then starting next January, an additional $2,500 tax credit for those that have an MSRP of under $35,000. Now, Colorado currently has about 85,000 EVs registered in the state. 10% of new car sales were EVs last year in the state. It was 13% for the first half of this year, so it's increasing rapidly. Another part of the country in the United States that is pushing EVs forward, and we love to see it, don't we? Now, stick around, because I'll take a little wee breaky-poos, and then I come back, I'll talk about Tesla's co-founder, J.B. Straubel, and what his Redwood Materials company is worth these days, and DC Fast Charging expanding with Fastnet and Kempower here in Europe, and those stories and more coming up soon. By the way, if you just listen to some adverts and you'd like to strip them out of your food, get rid of them. Well, you can do. You can be a Patreon supporter, uh, either individuals or companies. Starts at $5, which is like a posh coffee. Uh, executive producers or above, get your name in the show notes. And any level of support strips out the ads, ad-free feed. Uh, for you get your own little RSS feed in your dashboard on Patreon. You copy-paste that into your uh, podcast app. And then you go ad-free, which is a great way of you getting something and it supports my work here, which is the only way that uh, we make some uh, proper money through the uh, the podcast that pays the bills. The ads that others hear helps out a little bit, but it's hundreds of dollars. Now, let's talk a little bit about Massachusetts, greenlighting Tesla's Megapacks for a big energy storage facility. Tesla's Megapack units will power two new energy storage facilities in Massachusetts with 800 megawatt hours of combined power, meeting 80% of the energy storage deployment target by 2025. The Medway facility will be 140 of the Tesla Megapacks. The Cranberry Point facility will be 150 megawatts or 300 megawatt hours of battery energy storage storage using the lithium-ion phosphate technology from Tesla for their stationary storage. And staying with Tesla and batteries and tech and things like that, co-founder J.B. Straubel and his Redwood Materials company, a battery recycling startup, is approaching a $5 billion valuation following a new funding round of $700 million. They're making big progress in recycling technologies to extract the valuable materials from used batteries and reintegrate them into new batteries. In fact, they're better because the more you process these materials, the more pure they get. Used EV batteries are better. Recycled ones are actually better than the the new ones, which kind of blows people's minds. Everyone thinks, you know, the, the EV haters, oh, the batteries last five minutes and they go in landfill. It couldn't be further from the truth. Recycled batteries, using those valuable resources, reducing the need for raw materials and mining, all brilliant, which is why this company is having such a high valuation. 
Now, the Ohio Department of Transportation has granted EVGO $13.8 million for 20 new fast-charging stations on interstate corridors to expand their charging infrastructure, making EV travel hopefully more convenient in Ohio for those that live there and travelling through the states as well. Fastned here in Europe, one of the European leading fast charging companies, Fastned. I really love them. Winning a new tender by the Danish road authorities for fast charging stations on Denmark's uh, road system. Their first venture into Denmark and Scandinavia. Two of them will open this year, one next year. And Denmark wants a million EVs by 2030. So the first of the Fastned stations will have 24 chargers. They're going to be 400 kilowatt chargers. Mmm tasty. Uh, The fastest in the industry, by the way. Two locations will each have four chargers and obviously multiple plugs on each of those uh, to power share. And then the third location will have 16 chargers, and that's the one that's opening next year. Fastnet has 1,500 fast chargers installed. The 1500th, if that makes sense, yeah, uh, was the one at Rouen in France, ahead of the summer holidays, busy routes, people travelling through France. And there are now more than 270 Fastned fast-charging stations across Europe. Nearly all of them that have built recently have 300 kilowatt or more DC fast chargers. Now, the great charging company, Kempower, the one, the company from Finland, partnering with a GP Jewel Connect in to distribute their products in Germany, Denmark, Austria and Poland. This partnership will focus on getting those charges in the ground and operable and maintaining them in the future as well. It's a collaboration which will enable Kempower to offer these solutions for all the different charging scenarios that's needed. You can get any plug on a Kempower one. You can get various power levels as well. And GP Dual Connect also collaborating with others. Last year, they partnered with ADS Tech Energy to roll out battery storage-based fast charging stations in Germany, which I love anything like that as well. Now, a new report by Transport and Environment T&E suggests that the adoption of smaller EVs will do more to reduce the demand for critical metals than anything else on the table. Smaller EVs require far fewer raw materials, lithium, cobalt, nickel, and the like. By focusing on the production of smaller, efficient EVs, manufacturers can easily mitigate the environmental impact of mining and reduce the reliance on scarce resources more than just about any other single measure, they say. And look, I totally agree. And also, it's... Man, I bang this drum so many times. It's about use case. So that if you know, if you have an EV in your driveway that has 80 or 100 miles, but you only ever do 20 miles on that EV, that is way oversized than you need. If you need a 200 kilowatt hour battery, then you should have one. But it's not one size fits all. And we need to get a bit more nuance, don't we, in the future with the EVs that we buy. Now, uh, ALD... Lease Plan has announced a new financial a finance deal aimed at accelerating the adoption of EVs. The new deal aims to provide attractive financing options and incentives to businesses and individuals to help them move to electric mobility. ALD Lease Plan's finance solutions will make EVs more accessible, more affordable, they say, addressing one of the barriers to widespread EV adoption. Like anything, we're lucky enough to have two EVs. We've got solar, we've got home storage. And like all of these things... Um, Sometimes you need to finance them. Some of them we've cash flowed. But often the people who would benefit the most from these technologies are the ones who can least afford just to go out and cash flow that. 
innovative finance solutions, uh, whatever you think of how we finance our cars and things like that, are needed in this space. Now, by offering competitive finance packages, they say that uh, their role is to stimulate demand for EVs and support sustainable transportation. Of course, you may know, Lease Plan Electric Moments is a supporter of this podcast. Full disclosure. Now, Royal Mail has achieved a milestone of 5,000 electric vehicles here in the UK. A significant milestone on their LinkedIn account. I saw somebody shared it with me, one of the listeners. Apologies, I've lost my notes, but I can't find who sent it on. But one of our dear, kind listeners to this podcast sent me Royal Mail's LinkedIn page, uh, which says, we have now passed 5,000 electric vehicles in our delivery and collection fleet. The 5,000th vehicle was deployed at Sheffield City Delivery Office, where over 50 EVs are on site for delivery and collection. So far, 160. 60 units across the country have made the transition to full or part electric deliveries and collections. The first one was Bristol back in June 2021, and they've made rapid progress ever since. Well done to the Royal Mail for doing that. And yeah, I have deliveries, you know, all the time. We spend a ton of money with, uh, you know, all sorts of Amazon and whatever's being delivered, whether it's some sort of gadget from AliExpress or something. But so much comes to your door. All of those vehicles should be electric. They're all stop-start. Now, some of those drivers leave the vehicle running. You know, they hop out and knock on your door and stuff. And I work from home full-time, so I'm always around. It's a, you know, 15 seconds, they're out of the vehicle and they're off. Some of them stop the vehicle. And so you're always starting and stopping those diesel vehicles. But either way, they're just spewing out fumes. Those kind of routes stop-start. You know, sometimes the Amazon van can do like three or four deliveries in the little cul-de-sac that i live in <laughs> and it's just a case of that should be an electric van the stop start nature of those deliveries like every one of them should go ev right now so great news there from the Romo. yeah delivering the mail another ex- perfect solution for electric power well thank you for listening today our premium partners on the podcast phil roberts of electric future porsche of the village of cincinnati audi of cincinnati east volvo cars of cincinnati east national car charging on the u.s mainland and aloha charge in hawaii doing amazing things there with the nevi funded charger installations Derek riley from the ev review island youtube channel octopus electroverse global public charging made simple with one app one map and i use it all the time and lease plan electric moments providing all the tools and guidance EV drivers need. Have a good one. See you tomorrow. And remember, there is no such thing as a self-charging hybrid.